You're listening to the Sound Girls Podcast with Susan and Becky from Central Florida. Laura Clapp Davidson heads up the retail market development team for sure. She brings passion and a knowledge of gear that comes from over 15 years in the musical instrument industry. When she isn't talking about music equipment, she's singing or playing through it as a professional singer-songwriter. Laura lives in her hometown of Guilford, Connecticut, with her two daughters, two dogs, two rabbits, and one very patient husband. <laughs> Welcome, Laura. <laughs> Thank Welcome, you, Laura. Susan. <laughs> I didn't know you had rabbits, too. That's fun. That's a new, that's a pandemic edition. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> our, uh, our pandemic edition were chickens, so. That is a common pandemic edition. Is which is It is. Yeah, oh, good. That you can rent weird. chickens in my town. Rent. Shut up. For eggs? No, like rent them as like, I don't know, to keep your kids <laughs> entertained. I don't know. That's what it said. There was a newspaper article. Because if you don't want to go all in on chickens. Yeah, you know, that is daunting. totally something I would do. I'll just rent a chicken for a day and get it out of my system. We definitely rent well, I don't them. think it's for a day. I think there's like maybe like a minimum requirement. I don't know. <laughs> but like you rent the chickens and then you get that like taste for taking care of chickens and decide if you want to then buy the chickens. I, I think know. that's fair because we <laughs> underestimated the amount of poop. We yes. knew there'd be a lot of poop, but there's definitely more than expected. How many chickens Welcome do you our, have? to our edition Two. of Soundgirls Farm. <laughs> what, this is Soundgirls Sound Farm podcast. Yeah, well, why not? It's two. There's just two back there. And there You have to tell everybody the names of your chickens, Susan. Oh. Uh, Hen Solo is one. <laughs> yes. That one's my favorite. And then the other one is Princess Leia Neg. Oh my gosh. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's really bad. That's <laughs> amazing. This is my favorite thing ever. Oh. <laughs> to, uh, yeah. do, do your uh, rabbits have punny names? They don't because the girls named them. So mm-hmm. um, the white one is called Snowball mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the gray one is called Little Blue. Because he's a blue Rex, and okay. that's their gray. Nice. So, uh, yeah. But he's not little. He is the opposite of little. He is he's the a large now. He is a large boy, <laughs> whereas Snowball has remained kind of average sized. Okay. But yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Things no you chickens. didn't think you'd talk about on your I have, I, I have no chickens. I have no bunnies. I have no dogs or cats. But you have your. You, uh, that's all you, you have need. some neighbors' cats, Becky. Oh my God! Um, my neighbor has so. seven cats. They they are also a pandemic addition because <laughs> a neighbor behind us moved out and left her two cats, which were pregnant. So now we have kittens. Like last night I came home and there was like 27 eyes in my driveway looking at me. And I'm like, 28 maybe? I don't know. 27. 27. I hope it's an even one number. Has one one eye. lost an like... eye. Oh God. In Becky's driveway. Jeez. <laughs> oh, that's so, yeah, I was like, cats. what the hell? That's a lot of cats. So, yeah. I mean, gonna... I love cats, but they, that would smell, that would smell yeah. a lot. Yeah. So they're Just outside. Me. I wave at them and chase them out of my Do yard. Do they wave That's back? Not, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> when they do, call somebody. That's going to happen. I'll put it on Instagram. It'll be everywhere. Oh, man. Yes, it will. it will. Well, hey, let's talk about music business things instead <laughs> of animals. Let's I mean, do not it. That we have to. We can talk about whatever you want, but uh, <laughs> I want to know how Laura got her start in music industry. Oh Lord. Uh, well, I went to school for 
vocals uh, started off at DePaul University studying opera because I thought, oh, I'll get like a nice classical theory background and gig all over Chicago. Well, when you're 18, <laughs> there's not many gigs to be had. Like they didn't really want underage people in the clubs. Um, so I transferred to Berkeley in Boston and went to rock and roll college and finished that up and moved to Nashville to be a singer songwriter. So I thought yeah. like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be, I'm going to write songs for a living and sing and you know, be wildly successful. And I had a great time in Nashville, made a ton of friends and connections and actually started demo singing, which I didn't know was a thing until I moved to Nashville, but essentially cool. songwriters write songs Sometimes they can't sing, so they hire singers to come in, and then they pitch those demos to famous musicians and artists, and then the artist says, yeah, I want to cut that track. So I did that for a long time, and then I got asked to uh, demonstrate a piece of gear called The Voice Live by TC Helicon, and they wanted a woman <laughs> to come to the NAMM show and be a demonstrator. It was like this like novel idea. This was 2006. <laughs> So back when dinosaurs roamed the earth, I right. guess, in terms of like gender equality. Uh, so yeah, so I went and I learned this incredibly daunting piece of gear. I had like two weeks and then I had to go out to the NAMM show and demonstrate 20 minutes for every hour for, you know, nine hours, 10 hours a day. It's exhausting. And it's exhausting, <laughs> but it was exhilarating. And I was like, this is awesome because I realized that. I loved being a singer-songwriter, but I also loved gear, and I loved teaching people about it and watching them, that light bulb moment where they were like, oh my gosh, this is going to change how I write, or this is so cool, and I can do this, that, and the other thing. So long story bearable, I, I started demonstrating for them full-time, got into marketing with them, um, left in 2016 or so, 15. And then joined Sure in 2017, and I've been there ever since. So it was a, an odd progression, but a fun progression. And, and toured in there a lot, background vocalist and solo vocalist and stuff. So what exactly is your job at Sure? Like, what does it entail? Well, it changes on a daily basis, which is why I love it. But it's called market development, and essentially it's – connecting with end users in new ways. So Shore has been around since 1925. So a lot of people are familiar with us, especially in this industry. But if you go outside of the industry, no one knows who we are in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. So I was brought in to kind of champion that side of things, get us into the consumer side of things with our headphones and earphones. Like I'm using some of those right now. Um, but yeah, so I do live streams. I do podcast interviews. I do in-store events when we're doing those and trade shows. And then we just, we work to build the strategy to support the sales strategy and, and just make sure everybody's working to get the word out and increase sales, you know, that kind of stuff. Did you know that this was something you want to do for a living or that was just something you fell into, um, through the Definitely process? Something. I mean, were you, were yeah. you mechanically inclined at all or gear oriented when you were a kid or any of that? No, I mean, I was always fascinated by how things work, but I didn't necessarily, you know, take everything apart to see how it worked. Uh, but I always wanted to know what I was doing. I didn't want to just like dive into something and hope it worked. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. uh, but the gear stuff, I kind of fell into that and, and then have just learned a ton as I've gone 
through the process. And then the marketing side of it was just kind of like, oh yeah, this, this is a logical progression. But no, I didn't go to school and say, this is what I want to do for a living because I didn't know it was a thing. And <laughs> I didn't know that being a product specialist was a thing where you can be a demonstrator and go to trade shows. And like I freelanced that for a minute for Boss, which was really fun. And you, know, you can go and, and show people how to use gear and it's rad. I think that's uh, that's how we met Laura, actually, was at a Soundgirls Expo in Orlando. Um, and you came and taught uh, like a little section on RF, which yes. was so good. Like, I mean, I've sat in front of a bunch of, you know, manufacturers for years and everybody teaching everything. And, you know, it was like most of what I had sat in front of were a bunch of old white dudes who were just, you know, like and talking about like all the gear that and all the acronyms and all the things. And I didn't know much about it. And you taught the way you teach or taught at that time was very much, uh, I want to say dumbed down, but it wasn't, it was, Oh no, it was totally dumbed down. Cause that was the intent, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it, yeah, but I mean, I'm not, I don't know. It had a lot of information in there, but it was simple enough for most people who didn't understand what RF was about or how to get to it, you know? And then by the end of your talk, everybody, it was like everybody's eyeballs in the room were like, ah, that makes so much sense. And I was I like, think, yeah, why don't people talk people... that way? Because they, they go for the, like, ultra-extreme technical side of things and yeah. they don't bother to teach you the basics or the, like, essentials of it with, like, a right. basic diagram. Like, this is what this is. They just go for the technical because they got to show off how smart they think they are. I don't know. <laughs> like, the tuning range is this. No, no, no. How about we just start with, like, this is a transmitter. This is a receiver. They and this is how match. your antenna <laughs> needs to be yeah. positioned. Cool. Yeah. Why don't, do you need an antenna? Antenna yeah. distro is not just for funsies, you know, like just <laughs> stuff like that. So you can't use I, your microphones without the antenna. My students have found that out, but only for uh, a very short, very <laughs> short distance. distance. Very short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like some of our wireless systems have built in antennas too, which makes it even mm -hmm. easier. But, you know, mm -hmm. I had to learn all about wireless and RF because I just was very familiar with the wired side and effects processing. But when it came to wireless technology, I, I knew how to use a wireless mic and that was about it. <laughs> so I had to teach myself. And so in order to teach others, you know, that was how I kind of approached it. Like I don't, I went to the advanced wireless technology seminars that we offer, which mm -hmm. are incredible. Tim Veer is the coolest genius I know. Yeah. Um, but I was still like, what? And so then I had to <laughs> break it down a little more. Yeah. And that's so not, I'm glad. Not all I'm of us are geniuses. That. So I appreciated your your demos. Thank you. I mean, and if you had Tim's presentation, like he is very good at explaining it as well. But his was like so high level that I was just going like, oh, my God, I got to go back to college for this. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, for me, like watching the next generation, you know, get that like aha moment and they're like, oh, okay. And then be able to go to a talk like Tim's and grasp all of that because yeah. they know the foundation. I think that's so helpful and so awesome, you know, just to be able to communicate with people that are on a, a, a lower education level at the time, you know, like that's yeah. hard for me to do, to, to, to bring it down to that level, you know, cause I've learned so much now. It's hard for me to stop and be like, okay, hold on. Here's how it connects. <laughs> and this here's how just into do this. That. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it, to me, it's a, it's a hard thing to do. 
to stop and go down at like component level and basic level, you know, once mm-hmm. you get so far. So I think that's, I think that's it, one yeah. of the reasons I, I still teach the class that I do because I can, I, I, I'm good at that level with the students and being like, oh yeah, you don't know what an XLR is. So, oh wow. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah. Let's, let's get that there. going. Um, <laughs> you don't know how to wrap cables. Let's let's do it. Uh, we teach oh, them how wow. to tape tape stuff down because, like, yeah. legit, they don't know that. Which is, you know, that's why they're in school. Um, there you go. But sometimes I do get to pull out my more advanced and you know knowledge, and they're like, "Oh, you know all those." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> I, I do that stuff too." But mostly, I'm here in audio kindergarten. <laughs> oh God. Is that what the class is called? Audio kindergarten. I mean, uh, that would be I awesome mean... if there's a class called that. I would take it. Yeah, that, I would take it. No, I would. Some days I would like to be in kindergarten. Don't they have naps there? Like, they don't. They, yeah. don't. they, they done get Wait, they them. don't anymore? No. Bummer. I know. Yeah, now they do full day naps. kindergarten. Remember half day kindergarten? That's what they had when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Now it's all full day. I was just talking about how in school I remembered we would have nap time. And I was like, why didn't we get that through college right now? (laughs) Well, what about like high school should not start the earliest. That's when you need the most sleep in life. Like they've done studies on this. Mm -hmm. It's very controversial here in my small town too. (laughs) Like your kids at the age of five to nine are up at 630 in the morning naturally. So why not? have that but anyway it's a whole other and have those little suckers at the bus stop at 7 a.m yeah they're bouncing off the walls get them out of here as the high school kids are like you know like zombified (laughs) don't make them go to school at seven they're not going to retain anything till 10 o'clock in the morning like seriously so they gave me biology first period when i was like in high school i'm like are you trying to kill me i can't can't do much before 10 o'clock in the morning i'll tell you that (laughs) i'm like still i'm just like i don't know what you're doing to me like that's the house of worship job i'm just standing there looking at the wall like i know i need to turn that projector on but it's like (laughs) 9 a.m yeah it's like a million miles away right now yeah it's hard yeah it is the struggle is real the struggle is real So what have you been doing <laughs> during the pandemic uh, with Shore and all this stuff? Because obviously you used to travel and do a lot of trade shows. So now are you I just did. strictly online? <laughs> yeah, uh, I am greatly missing travel. I will tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't one of those people who was like, oh, man, I'm on the road too much. My husband was like that. But <laughs> but I love to travel and I love seeing people and so I'm missing that. But yes, we have we have gone completely virtual. So I do a lot of uh, this kind of thing. You know, I do Zoom calls, interviews, uh, live events that are live streams. And we've done a couple of virtual trade shows, which have been interesting because it's really just like, you know, a, a virtual booth they come to. And then if they want to talk to us, we're there. We're manning the, the virtual mm-hmm. phones. Um but yeah, it's been really cool to kind of dig into strategy more and see how we're going to navigate coming out of this and um, just offer people reassurance and, and support throughout it. Like if you're if you're at home and you are doing these conference calls all day, you know, finding ways to convince people like my neighbor who was shouting across his dining room and driving his family crazy to just get, you know, this like MV5C little condenser plug and play guy because... 
that that's been really fun to kind of navigate because I'm used to people getting that they need an external mic, but <laughs> there's people that don't even know that's an option or they're just going right. for like the internal mic on their laptop. So yeah, finding, finding ways to do that. So virtual events, virtual trade shows, live streams, what else? Lots of conference calls. Are you reaching like more diverse clients than you used to? I imagine you're getting, yeah. like you said, your neighbor, the rando who never thought about microphones before. You're reaching those people now, right? Yes. And it's been, it's been interesting to, to find new ways of reaching them and how our different verticals are all reaching people in different ways. So we have our MCA, music, Musician Consumer Audio um, Pro and Systems verticals. So three very different customer types typically, but they're all kind of like melding and meshing now, especially from the integrated system side, because you have people instead of using our ceiling array mics in their conference rooms, now you need a CEO to be heard in a very professional way. So they get something like the MV7 and the integrated systems team is like, tell me about this mic. I don't know anything about it because it's just a USB mic. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, all right. Really? So, um, you know, we go there and we, we talk about that. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's been a new customer set. Definitely. So this year you were awarded with a champion award from, uh, she rocks, which is super exciting. Can you tell us how that came around and how that came to be? Yeah. So I've known Laura Whitmore, Laura B. Whitmore, the founder of the Women's International Music Network for a long time. And she founded that international network and then started the She Rocks Awards almost 10 years ago. This was the ninth year of the show. Uh, and I've done the shows for her. You know, I've, I've sung on the shows. I've background mm-hmm. been a background singer. I've had Shore be a sponsor. And she does a surprise award every year to somebody who... I don't know, supports the organization. And she, she got me real good this year because she like, she, she tried, she reached out to shore to see how they could surprise me and um, who she reached out to this amazing rock star of a woman named Davida was like, I don't really know, but maybe, you know, reach out to her family. So she reached out to my husband. She found him on Facebook and <laughs> they conspired like for a month. She That's had the, the award shipped to my in-laws house. And wow. then like I, I got all ready to do this interview. I thought we were going to talk about the MV7 for sure. And I'm like, like wearing my shore jacket and <laughs> sitting there like a goober. And then she just says, go look in your wrapping paper cabinet, which is like right over there, right behind me. I'm like, what did what? And so she got me really good and surprised That's me. So fantastic. I, I watched fun. it and I got super excited and screamed in my house because I know Laura <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm so excited. And then like, we actually are on a thread and talk a little bit like throughout the week and stuff. And uh, she hadn't said a word. So she knew about this no. for a while. I never said a word to any of us. And I was mad. It was killing that, me. I don't know how you kept it a secret. My girls. Oh, it was killing me. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. So I, I just cool. think that was so great because I was – when I watched it, I just felt extremely excited to even know you. And I'm like, you are a champion. Like from, from since I met you, you champion women in the industry and are always behind all of that and, and try to pull people forward with you. And, uh, I was like, dude, we got to talk to Laura because I've noticed that about you, like since I met you, you know, that you're 
always behind the sound girls. You did the first like expo that we tried to do, you know, and stuff and it turned out really good. <laughs> and then, um, you know, we, we've been trying to do things for years, but even this, you know, like part of the reason Susan and I do the podcast is because, because of that expo, you know, and you guys all picking on us afterwards, like, Oh, you guys should do a podcast, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I was like, just the encouragement that you are to other women in the industry you deserve the champion award. And, and I was wow. like, so excited to, to be in part of that with you and just like excited <laughs> to, to be like, Oh, I know you. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, sound girls, when I first found out about it, which so sound girls does the audio for the she rocks mm-hmm. awards when we're live, which is so badass to see. But when I found out about the expo, I was like, heck yeah. And that was so fun. And I wear my t-shirt all the time. It's a great, comfortable T-shirt, by the way. It really is. But, Everybody should go buy one. Yeah, they should. I mean, it really is like one of my favorite soundgirls.org. You can find those <laughs> shirts on there. Like it fits just right. It's not like you know annoying. It's not that hard cotton. Like it's like super soft. It's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you know, learning the history of it, and I'm, I just respect. Well, I respect y'all too. But like Carrie, I mean, yeah. Come on now. So she's just, she's incredible. And I think anytime I can reach other, reach out to people who are coming up and let them know that there's not just one path for you in the industry, that's my kind of biggest message to people is like, I thought I was going to be one thing and I'm something else and it's been better, you know, and just kind of encouraging people to not put themselves in a box and yeah, so... Is there uh, like a philosophy or something that you kind of go with? You know, do you like, like for me, I always say yes to every live event. I just always have some, I probably shouldn't have said yes to, but like, that's like <laughs> something, I, it's a lesson learned, you know, for but me. But then you so, wouldn't yeah. have gotten to tape that mic clip to that stick. So, I mean, that's what? Here's, oh here's a question for you. What's the weirdest? Oh, I saw that. What's saw the weirdest that thing, the, the weirdest thing that you've ever, ever mic'd? Or the weirdest way you've ever <laughs> mic'd something. I have several um, stories. I, uh, I got to a gig at a farmer's market, which is, I think, where everybody thinks I play regularly, <laughs> which it kind of is. Vineyards and farmer's markets. Those are my venues these days. I'm yes. kind of a big deal. And um, <laughs> so I got there. I had no mic stand. It was with my my duo partner, Chris. Uh, and... I don't even know. How, oh, I had those, like, elastic... T- or um, Not elastic velcro ties that you can mm-hmm. use for cables and mm-hmm. i like attached it to some sort of stick or music stand or case <laughs> and just like pointed it at my general head and that was the best i could do but i don't know the strangest thing thing i've miked was um this wooden box that i was doing a demo video for tc helicon and we had just brought out looping in the product. And I was like, how can I make a bass drum sound? And it was just like this dunk kind of sound. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. So I like held up a 58 to that. And uh, that's probably the weirdest thing. Yeah. That's awesome. I was just on some webinar podcast something and somebody asked me what was the weirdest thing I've ever mic'd. And I was like, oh, dude, I have a, mul- a myriad of them. But one yes. was like a pogo stick with a bell on the top of it. Why? This Irish band Why? asked me to mic it for their show, and I was like, "The hell is that? Like, I've a never... pogo stick? Like that it you looks... jump on? Yeah. So it looked like a pogo stick, and they put a bell on the top of it, and they bang the stick, and the bell would ding, 
it was, you know, instead of using like it was very a triangle important. or something. Uh, it, yeah, so, it was, so like that a, was... it was like a prop slash triangle noise, you know, is what mm-hmm. they were trying to accomplish. And the drummer jumped up out of the chair and started banging the stick and running around the stage and they wanted to mic it. And I was like, what, what the hell? Uh, so, oh, so it's got to be wireless then. So I yeah. used a wireless Shure pack and put a laugh <laughs> mic and ran it up the pole and gaff taped it. And it worked great. That's Sweet. how I've mic'd all kinds of weird stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> That's so I have this, uh, you can, you guys won't be able to see it if you're playing along at home, but I have a Duraplex headset hanging behind me on a picture frame because this would get, it just would go in like a heap in my drawer. And like, this is my, my way of keeping <laughs> it nice and clean and detangled. But it's like, Things you do to uh, yeah. to get creative with microphones, labs especially. Yeah, yeah. I've okay. done Never yeah lots of though. hashtag goals, dude. Yeah, some some crazy weird stuff. You know, some of the live yeah. events you do on air and things. And where do you hide a pack? You know, if like whoever, for instance, I had a woman who showed up and she's wearing a dress and has no undergarments. So where am I putting this mic pack? And I have no belt that has something to put the pack in and i'm like i can gaff tape this to the middle of your, your back skin. Like, oh god oh, but you know oh. it's a four-hour show so that might wow. come off or whatever and then i noticed she's wearing like knee-high boots so we put it down her dress and clipped it to the top of her boot and it worked perfect nice nice uh i do have a tip for that if you you know the athletic tape it's not maybe athletic yeah. tape but it's like theology yeah. tape it's like the stuff that uh, adheres to itself. You know what I'm talking about? Like oh, the stretchy. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. different. Like yeah, your, the like bandage ankle, wrap. Like a bandage yeah. wrap for your ankle or something that adheres to itself. I use it all the time like for dog injuries and stuff because it just it adheres to yourself but not your – or itself but not your skin. For dogs? Like, um, I was like, you mic'd a dog? No. What's happening? <laughs> I have some yes. pictures that, of other people doing that but not me. Um, but that stuff that sticks to itself, you can use that to wrap it around like a thigh or your body or whatever. So having a roll of that, uh, in your first aid kit would come in handy. A lot of stuff that I used for theater, it was first aid kit stuff to attach my Very handy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. So I love our rabbit trails. I'm loving all of these, our rabbit and chicken trails. (laughs) See what I did there? Uh, I loved it. uh, Um, what is one piece of gear you couldn't do your job without? Hmm. <laughs> a guitar pick. <laughs> when I, gig. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that you can fudge, but a, a like a capo, that's another thing too. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like a hack guitarist, so I can't transpose. So I'm just a capo queen. And I've gotten to gigs and been like, well, there goes 90% of my set. <laughs> so I cannot forget that. Uh, yeah. I think that'd be it. And are you, all these webinars and all the things that you're doing, uh, like right now I noticed the mic that you're using is the new Shure mic. What's the what's New Shure mic? MV7. Yes. yes. She used uh, her bedroom the, voice for that one. I did. <laughs> Dude, the bearded guy is my favorite marketing oh, thing voice that over beard vo- oh. voice over beard guy with that microphone is the greatest commercial <laughs> please I've seen go all check year. him out go check that out is hilarious yes i love that guy <laughs> but i Jason. like you guys came out with that microphone it was like 
oh, look, we have a pandemic. Oh, look, we have a new sure microphone. I mean, it like yeah. rolled out like right on the heels of it. And I thought, nice pivot, sure. Nice job. <laughs> like who that else was did it that in fast? the works? You know, it was yeah. not, it was definitely coming out in that time period. So it was just really kind of good timing. Um, because we, and we thought about that. We're like, we don't want to come off as, as being advantageous, but it was just, it, that was when it was launching. And yeah. so it's worked out well. It's a great mic. It's, uh, that's, so I'm, I'll do my short plug here, but that's, uh, <laughs> I have literally recommended that mic probably a hundred times this year. People just keep <laughs> calling me. They're like, we don't have a mic. We don't know what I'm like, dude, here's because it's easy for the end user and someone like your neighbor who's never done this stuff mm-hmm. for a living, you know, just, Hey, look, there's one plug. And every single person has asked me that doesn't know anything about audio. What's the one with the three holes in it? Like what's the, I'm like, that's an XLR. <laughs> oh, God. Just don't that's worry about for it advanced yet. users only. I'm like, you can pay <laughs> yeah. me more money to tell you how to hook that up later. <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, that is the benefit of this particular mic because it's USB and XLR. You can do a couple of cool things like if you expand and you want to start using an interface, then you go XLR and you can do all of your post and pre, you know, effects and processing. Um, but also you can record, you can use this as an interface. This is kind of trippy. So I, I can that. use the mic. Yeah. So Mac only, cause I don't know if you can set up two channels in a PC, like an aggregate device that you can do in Mac. But so you set up an aggregate device and you set it so that it has the XLR and the USB recognizes two channels. So then you can plug an external mic into this female oh. to female and have two guests with one mic. Nicely done. Which is cool. That's a fun Or hack. set it up as the aggregate, put it in so that you're getting the process signal while you're doing a squadcast interview, but then you're dry into your own DAW if you want to keep it and do whatever else processing to it later via XLR. So there's more than meets the eye. Plus it's got an app. The desktop app is cool. So I'm in auto mode right now. So it's actually adjusting for me. But if I wanted to go into manual and adjust my compression and gain and all that, you can do that too. So it's cool. Yeah. She's on the USB right now and it sounds really good. Thanks. Awesome. And I'm plugged in with my headphones so I can hear directly from the mic because you always want to listen to what's going in, garbage in, garbage out. I love that. <laughs> Still teaching. Words to live by. Words to live by. <laughs> Any other advice uh, that you have for some of our listeners, maybe people who want to get into the manufacturing side of things or, uh, you know, singer-songwriters that want to do some more or learn some more things? I don't know. Any advice, all of it. Just be open-minded. You know, don't pigeonhole yourself and say, I am this, because that will not get you very far. Uh, especially if you're just coming up, you're like, you have so much to learn. You might have a ton to offer and that's totally valid, but like, just listen first. Don't go in guns hot, (laughs) listen, absorb like a sponge and bring what you can to the table. And that's only going to serve you better, you know, and just go where stuff takes you. I think we have this preconceived notion, especially when we graduate from school where we're just like, I have to do this one thing that I studied for, or I have to do, I have to be famous or I have, you know, like mm-hmm. then you get out there and you tour and you realize it kind of sucks to be on the road 10 to 11 months out of the year. <laughs> or maybe you're like, it's awesome to be out on the road 10 to 11 months out of the year, you know? So just 
keep an open mind, keep your mouth shut and listen for a bit and just make sure that you're representing yourself to the best way that you can at that moment, you know, cause it's going to yeah. carry with you and only serve you as you get older. That's awesome. Those are wonderful words of advice. Keep your mouth shut is a great one that I <laughs> shut it. I yeah, still have to bad. remind myself. Uh, you don't have to say anything here. You can just shut your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I, I probably should remind one. myself of that more often than I do. No, I mean, and that sounds bad too, because there are times like you have to advocate for yourself. So I'm not saying like shut your mouth and just take no, no, it, no. but like, like when when you're in a room, like if you start a new job. Just absorb as much as you possibly can, you know, whether it's a gig, whether it's corporate, whether it's, you know, trade shows or demonstrating or whatever, like you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Just (laughs) resign yourself to that fact. You may have an idea, you may have experience in the industry, but every company is different. Every job is different. Every gig is different. So just listen for a minute. But yes, definitely don't never stop advocating for yourself, but yeah, just... Have you found uh, that it's easy to learn or or get information like in the manufacturing side of things or is that still kind of hard? I guess I'm coming from a perspective of of being a woman, you know, um, Mm -hmm. in our industry being more male dominated. Have you found it easy to have people that train you or show you the next thing or is that something you had to push through to learn? Um, I usually had to ask for it, but I think, you know, these days it's, we have the benefit of the internet and and Google, Mm -hmm. you know, like if I'm stumped on something, I go to Google and is that the best, which my phone just woke up when I said that. So that was super creepy. (laughs) Um, You know, is that the best scenario? No, you want to talk to somebody who knows what they're doing, but in a pinch, it's great. I think at first, yeah, I didn't have a ton of resources, but working for the companies I did, they were always super supportive. You know, I could call and troubleshoot and you know, just ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. But yeah, it was not always easy from a tech perspective. As a if uh, somebody wants to get in the manufacturing side of things, how would they go about doing that? Um, you know, you can go the LinkedIn route. If you have any sort of connections with your college or university, that's a great place to start. Uh, this industry is is really uh, tight and it's really kind of like there's a lot of people that go from one company to the next. So, you know, when you make those connections, make sure that you're fostering them because you never know where you'll see that person again and it might pop up later on in your career. But if you want to start in the industry, just go to the manufacturer's sites themselves. Cause like I know sure on sure.com there's a career section and we post all our open jobs. So you just apply that way. And that's, that's the best way to start unless you have a direct connection. What's your go-to beverage? My go-to beverage? Yes. My alcoholic beverage? Whatever you choose. Or, um, well, <laughs> I guess my daytime beverage of choice is polar seltzer mm. of any variety. Mm-hmm. I have one. <laughs> like you have one now. Look at that. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Raspberry <laughs> lime. And my adult beverage of choice is either Prosecco mm. or Tito's and soda with lime. Nicely done. Yes, the the older you get, the less sugar you want in your alcohol so that you can drink more of it and not feel as bad. Oh, yeah. Five years ago, Jack and Ginger. That was my my Mm go-to. You as a ginger, Susan, you know, it's like, it's a good one. 
Thank but you. ginger ale has a lot of calories. <laughs> <laughs> that's my new saying, Tito. He's my amigo. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Tito. It's from a country song. Tito for life. I, I stole it from a country song. <laughs> Tito is my amigo. My amigo. Doesn't even really rhyme. It's like a no, but you got to hear the whole song because it's pretty funny. Oh, okay. I'll send it to you later. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> right on. <laughs> for, for all my country music fans out there, that's the. What's your advice to to podcasters who are editing? Because like I have several episodes of my podcast that's not out because I just go to the editing portion and then want to die a we, lot. We uh, put out a call for people to, who want to edit the podcast. Our advice is and to then find we have editors. A, <laughs> we have a list of oh. those people yeah. who we are listening oh to and going through uh, so other people can edit for us. That is our secret. We're, Give me their name. We're, we're, <laughs> we're about to pull the trigger on that because we've been editing our own podcast all year and it's not oh. consistent. I hate hearing myself and talk. I don't like it either. And then I want to edit things out that I say that probably should just be left in, you know, or whatever. But it's it's a self-conscious process. It's kind of what I assume like songwriting and listening back to yourself sing and all that is too, you know. It's It's got to mm-hmm. be a scary world to just like, oh, I got to put myself out there. Like how many times do I need to say these three things? I say them every podcast, you know, and I'm just annoyed with myself when I start editing. Like just <laughs> shut up. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I just want somebody to come in and like sprinkle magic fairy dust on it and make it sound interesting. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of like for dead that. time and stuff. So, well, not like there's plug-in apps for that. What'd you say? <laughs> there's well, that, pl- there's I mean, you plugins do, like, for the, the fairy dust. Well, yes, for the audio production side of it, yes. Yeah. Oh, um, you mean content? I mean, con- well, just taking the content and maybe like shifting it around to make it. You, you view it as linear, mm. at least I do, yes. when I'm doing mine, mm-hmm. but it's like you could move a chunk over here and it would still keep it consistent and make mm-hmm. sense. But for me, I just can't – I'm not a producer. I am not a producer yeah, for either. my music, yeah. for my podcast. If no. we were so. able to do this like in a proper studio and not be so segmented, it would have been awesome to have a producer. Um, yeah. Because they keep you on track and help write your stuff and then – organize it for you and we don't do any of that we just we just roll with it we wing it uh, that's okay though that's which is also like what makes me laugh right so laura is actually moderating a webinar coming up for sound girls uh called Mm -hmm. ask the experts about podcasting and apparently i'm one of the experts (laughs) and so that makes me laugh like really hard because like we don't know what the hell we're doing and the funny thing is everybody that's on that webinar we've all done this in the last year and we've all talked too which is crazy so like for us to get on there and be able to tell people hey you can do this too it's fine you know like here are some of the steps and what we've found are the pitfalls of bad things like one of the things we found was we are not editors and we are not producers. We yeah. need those people. So, you know, we didn't really know that until, I mean, we kind of knew that we weren't editors. We knew that. But, like, I don't think we realized well, we how much of a could... process was involved until we jumped into it, you know. Yeah. yeah. We figured we could just do it, you know. Right. From the audio side of it. Yeah. Like, oh, I can throw some EQ and compression and, like, some, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. And then it's like, oh, my dog made a lot of rustling noise and I need to get rid of that. Or... Uh, somebody keeps going. Oh, mouth noise. Got to get me. that out of there. That would be me. Every time. <laughs> or the. Yeah. Susan sniffles oh. a little bit. 
I got to edit all those okay. out. All yeah. those have to go bye byes I've burped like nine times throughout this yeah. process. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's a, that's a whole that. other thing. Like, what happens? I just ate lunch before we podcasted, so now I'm like, you know, like, oh, you know, yeah, that was those are yeah. good times. Ow. Fall out of my chair, hit the microphone, like all the things that you (laughs) do, you know? You know, we oh haven't had God. any cat interruptions this time, so that's something's shocking. up. I don't, I don't know. We really tend to are. keep those in our podcast just yes. because it happens so frequently. But we've interviewed that's people good. that have birds, and to me, so it's like, it's like if you have kids, no. there's a lot of noise yeah. that you just automatically drown out from the kids because yeah, you you're a mom and you hear yeah. it every day. So same thing with birds. Apparently, if you live with birds, you don't notice that they squawk twenty four seven. But we're like interviewing someone and it's just nonstop. And I'm like, can you just cover the bird or do something with the bird? (laughs) Like I can't even focus. Yeah. Can you put the bird outside? So there's a lot of that, you know, so it's, it's quite interesting sometimes. Well, all of my interviews were done in like less than ideal places like airport lounges (laughs) and crap like that. So there's only so much that that noise reduction can do. Thank you, Laura, for spending time with us. Yay, thank, thank you for you, having me. What do you have coming up? Uh, I have more live streams and events for sure. And I'm working on a new EP, if not album. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where can we all find your music and stalk you? Uh, Laura Clap Music on the socials or lauraclap.com. Yay. Guys, go listen to Laura Clap. She's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> And occasionally she does live things on Facebook, which are also awesome and have Mm -hmm. helped get me through some crazy afternoons and evenings. And so that's, (laughs) that's fun. I try. It's good. Good times. Thank you. You ladies rock. You rock as well. And you have the award to prove it. So yes, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I carry it with me at all times. It's heavy. No. (laughs) Heavy is the crown. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Laura, awesome. for joining us and being and such an awesome supporter of Sound Girls. We love you. Awesome. Glad to be here. Thank you. The Sound Girls Living History Project is a collection of interviews with audio industry veterans. The project seeks to highlight the careers and achievements of women and underrepresented groups in audio. Interviews are conducted by Sound Girls members with guidance from experienced interviewers in the audio industry. Interviews will be available publicly in our Living History Project and for educational use and research. You can find the Living History Project on the Sound Girls YouTube page, youtube.com slash soundgirls. Thank you for listening to the Sound Girls podcast. You can find out more information on the website, soundgirls.org. If you're looking for more to listen to, here's what some of our friends in the podcasting community have in store for you. Find them all over on audiopodcast.org. Have a great week, everyone. Hi, everyone. This is Sam Hughes, host of the Sound Architect podcast, where I interview audio professionals around the world about their projects, their careers, and their advice. I've spoken to some of the most amazing sound designers on the top games, TV shows, and movies of our time. Our guests also include some of the biggest composers of our generation and some of the most amazing voice actors I've ever spoken to. Catch the Sound Architect podcast wherever you listen to your podcast or at our website, www.thesoundarchitect.co.uk. See you there.